Welcome to Confessions from a Dental Lab. This show is all about bringing you into the lab, beneath the surface, so you can see things, hear things, and understand things right from the source. Learn from longtime ceramists, dentists, and lab techs, both young and old. Without further ado, let's begin. Welcome back to Confessions from a Dental Lab, the podcast that takes you inside the lab, beneath the surface. You can see things, hear things, and understand things right from the source. Today, we have Genya joining us. Genya is our substructure manager at Newark Dental Lab. She's been doing this quite a long time. There's very little she hasn't seen or very few challenges she hasn't overcome in the dental lab space. And so we're very excited to talk to her today. So Genya, thanks for joining us. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Yes. So um, I guess I just want to start out by saying whenever we give tours uh, to prospective people in the lab, you know, you're definitely one of the stops where you have a lot to say. And I know that sometimes uh, the groups touring, whether they be students, dentists, their staff or whatever, they might have additional questions and you just excel at kind of just answering them uh, because you're very knowledgeable about this stuff. So that being said, could you just start by telling us a little bit about your experience and background? I know that you didn't originally think think you were going to get into dental lab stuff but uh, could you just take it from there and kind of talk a little about that um i come i I laugh because i come from a long line of dental field people interesting (laughs) Uh, my aunt actually worked in a dental lab and between my mom leaving her dental assistant job to her second dental assistant job she used to drop me off at my aunt's aunt's work where she was working in the lab and they would give me plaster to play with and teeth to play with so that i always joked that was my start i was probably seven or eight but now um it was actually a high school part-time job very cool just doing basic divesting and whatever whatever the lab needed me to do changing model trimmers and stuff and then um i'd say a year out of high school paying for college to be that starving artist that i didn't like the starving part yeah i took a a job at a dental laboratory and uh really haven't looked back since so yeah, I mean, it, it, for, right off the bat, it's just fascinating hearing how, like, when you're in that seven to eight age range, you're just, I would say the word is exposed to yeah, this who world. who knew, right? Because, like, <laughs> someone like me, I wasn't even exposed to the dental lab world directly, I would say. Like, indirectly, yes, but directly until I was, like, 28 years old. I didn't even know that these things were so important to the, you know, everybody in this whole uh, ecosystem that is, like, the dental world, as you said. Um So you kind of got started in high school and you haven't looked back since. Could you kind of just go a little deeper uh, since the high school days? Like, what did you start off doing? Um, You know, what did you do like and what are you doing today? Because I know uh, you're a substructure manager. Um, Could you maybe uh, talk a little bit about everything that led up to this and then maybe like what you do today in the in the day to day? Well, Back when I started, it was an entry level would have been um, model and die, but didn't realize that it really wasn't entry level because it's one of the most important jobs. If it's not right from the beginning, the final product wouldn't be right. Great point. So I started there and um, as well, when you were slow, a slow day, you'd go and watch somebody else do their job and they'd give you a little more information. And then eventually you got faster at the model and die. So you had more time in your day and then you'd start opaquing. So then mm-hmm. you'd learn how to opaque or um, the metal finishing, you know, metal finisher wouldn't be there for the day or on vacation. Can you help? Well, you show me, I'll figure it out. And you just kind of 
that's kind of how it snowballed. As long as you were willing to learn, there was always someone willing to teach you. Mm-hmm. Even in um, the first lab I started at, there was actually a denture department, and the gentleman there would have me help invest, you know, for processing. Well, then I got to learn a little bit more about a department that I really haven't had much experience beyond him in, at that point. Um, and then as other labs had I had gone on to other labs and, well, we need help processing. Okay, we need help waxing for, you know, dentures. So now, then I learned about partials. So now I've incorporated the partials into our substructure here. So now I understand why I'm doing what I'm doing because I saw the partial, you know, and everything just tied together. And then wherever there was a hole to fill, I stepped up and took advantage of that learning experience and kind of carried it with me and I had a lot of great mentors along the way and picked up on their experience and there's always something to learn here I'm still learning I mean I just think that's so so necessary and so helpful the way like everything relates to everything if you're learning this station over here learning this technique over here and you mentioned the the model and die how you know if it doesn't start off right that's going to compound throughout the process and and I would argue that having all that knowledge would help each individual step in the process just get more right than more wrong, right? Yes, yes. Um, so as far as a substructure manager, I know Frank touched a little bit of, on this, but I kind of want to talk to you about it. What did the substructure team used to do versus what do they do now? Can you talk about that? When, as far as the zirconia end of it, anything layered, all we really... Um, focused on would be fit and function. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of aesthetics because that was always the um, ceramics part of it. Yeah. But now with um, the new materials and how more how natural and translucent things are and truer to shades, especially with the shaded pucks and um, the custom dipping we were doing, now a lot of our full contour look just like layered crowns. Yeah. So now we had to transition from just function and um, fit now we're actually doing aesthetics. We're actually doing a lot of what the um, porcelain department and you know our ceramists are doing. We've taken on now, so now it, it we're all we get it right where it's supposed to go, and then it goes to glaze, and they put their final touches on it. And there isn't that layering that we used to depend on. Now we actually mm-hmm. have to learn and we have to grow as a, a substructure team. That now we're actually aesthetics, a lot of aesthetics, a lot more than. You and know, that that means a lot in 2022 and into the future. Like, I, I think, uh, you know, everyone's got a, a phone in their pocket. All these phones have cameras on it. Like, you know, even if aesthetics aren't the number one piece of importance to someone, I think everyone would want to have, you know, an aesthetic, aesthetically pleasing smile and, and yes. you know, in a perfect world, right? Man, what's, um? could you talk about a little bit about like a, just an average day lately? Ooh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Average day right now, well, now that I'm also transitioned into both, we are kind of combining the PVC, the metal department, and the zirconia department. Yep. So, honestly, no matter what material it is, it's still the same. You still have to have the right fit. You still have to have the right finish, the function. Um, it's definitely challenging because I've done it in the past, but I'm having to, you know, reacclimate myself to it yeah. again. Um, very cha- you know that's very challenging, but it's it's exciting because it's something that I I like to keep well rounded on. 
like to keep my hands in at all of it so I'm still in practice and I can still do it. Um, it is challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our days are, it's definitely changing for my zirconia team because like I said, is now they have to actually, they have to focus on the aesthetics where before we were just, for you know, function. Yeah. And the form is, uh, they're, they're doing a great job. I'm very excited about their learning, growing, and um, they're excelling right now, and yeah. it's it's pretty exciting. It's a big transition. Like it used to be, any um, anterior zirconia used to be layered. Yeah. We have so much. It's the layering has dropped off quite a bit, and the full contour is just through the roof, and it's it's pretty exciting. So so that being said, what's like a challenge you may uh, run into from time to time? Um, challenges, kind of. Um, I guess it's just with people learning yeah including myself and just communicating through all the departments just making sure that we're all on the same page yeah yeah. so big and that what our what our case planner is um has planned for this case that we're all following the steps and just we're all team playing to the end because in the end there's nothing better than when you're getting a picture from the doctor an email and it shows the patient before and then after and they're smiling from ear to ear it's a huge difference and and that's the thing too is I try to keep everybody in mind that um, it isn't just this case. There's a person behind that case. Yeah. And that's huge in the end. If you're sitting here thinking like, yeah. "Wow, I'm not just making a crown and passing it on. I'm actually making somebody's life changing." I mean, from a from I don't want to smile to I smile all the time. You know? One smile can change the world. Yes. We got the stickers right here. Yeah. Um, one thing that I took away from what you just said is is the why. And I think, like, in any job or any situation, if there's two two people, right, and one of them has a purpose and one of them is just doing it to go through the motions, I would argue the better results will come from the person doing it with a purpose. So yes. uh, sometimes, you know, it's it's easier to define a purpose. Sometimes it's harder. But you kind of described it like you are changing someone's life with the help you're giving to their smile. And uh, that's super fulfilling. Um, I know like a smile, even if you don't even know someone, it it can can brighten someone's day. But if if you can go even a step further and say, hey, this person, like, not only are we going to help her brighten people's days, but like, you know, she's completely, he or she has a completely different outlook now because it's confidence, whether it's just like. It goes contagious. Yeah, it's contagious. It's like an exponential effect now that you mentioned that. Um, So that's super cool. I I love that you, you are actively acknowledging the why because i think that just is a reason it's like part of the special sauce yes so that being said any um do you have any advice for dentists in terms of like anything they can do to just maximize the cohesiveness with maybe like a substructure team or something like that uh whether it's communication whether it's technique related anything you've learned over the years that might just help make the process easier for everyone communication is huge Definitely, even measurements. It's really nice when I get measurements from our um, case planner that they got from the doctor, overjet, you know, all the things that will help me see what I can't see yes. with the patient. And I love I love um, before pictures with the big smile so I can see whether what, what their smile line is, even side view so I can see exactly how far their overjet is, mm. um, all those things. Metal try-ins on big cases is always a plus. You know, we we love being knowing that everything is structurally there okay. before we layer. Um, 
But other than that, we've we've been pretty lucky with the with our dentists we have. They've been very open to no room, relieving, whatever yeah. needs to be done. They yeah. work real well with us. It's amazing, and and there's plenty more room for uh, dentists listening. If if you're looking for a lab to get some great work from or get some work with some great people like Genya, give us a call, send us an email, check out our social media. We're here to help. Full service laboratory. So no matter what you need help with, we're 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 confident that we can help you change the world one smile at a time. So, uh, Genya, any final thoughts before we wrap up? Nope, just excited. And we're always yeah. we're always uh, willing to answer questions. Call. We're you know, we're here. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. This has been another episode of Confessions from a Dental Lab. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Confessions from a Dental Lab. If you'd like to contact the show, simply send us an email at dentallabpodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch with us at life at newartdental on Instagram. Thank you for listening once again. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. Make sure to subscribe and tell a friend. And until next time, we're out.